welcome to the You Never Forget Your First podcast. My name is Dom. I'm joined by Ben Ass. <laughs> yeah, hey. I'm joined by Sparrow. Hey. It's the OG crew now, this episode. Back to basics, man. It, it's yeah. back to basics. Skeleton crew. I sound uh, a little bit deeper and more rugged because there. I had a bit of a bit of a late night last night, a little bit of a early morning maybe, depending on how you look at it. Uh, how's everyone doing? What has everyone been watching? Probably better than you, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, this is going to be a very interesting episode. I'm feeling reasonably I, fresh. I so feel yeah. like someone might have to jump in whenever I start talking it's about... It's a rescue. Yeah, that'll be fine. I've seen Midsummer. Which I don't think neither of you guys have seen. Nope. Talk us through it. For me, it did what it said on the tin. Ron Seal does what it says on the tin. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I've, so I've heard various people have given it quite a lot of stick, but for me, I, I went in expecting basically what I saw, which was, well, I don't want to give it away because you guys haven't seen it, but um, these guys... Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. So it's the premise is these guys um, go to this community and it turns to be turns out to be a, you know like a cult um, and then things kind of disintegrate. So it's very... Have you seen... Has anyone seen The Wicker Man? The original, yeah, yeah. So it's very, very similar to that, which is what I expected, yeah, because um, it's cult vibes. The real stand-up bit from it was the cinematography, the shots. Some of the shots were insane. Yeah, the trailer looked amazing. And there's a lot of um, symmetrical, yeah. Kind and there's, of... a, there's a really, really good long take. I don't know how many minutes it is, but that was probably my favourite element of the film. And that's A two four, isn't it? I think. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, but no, I, I enjoyed it. So um, yeah. nice. I saw Apollo Eleven at the cinema, which was uh the documentary filmmaker who found like two hundred rolls of old NASA uh, footage of the moon landing, like the whole day and the thing going off and them coming back mm. that's never been seen before, and it's been kept in this fridge for like the last forty years or something. So the quality is like pristine. Wow, and it was incredible. It looked like it was filmed yesterday. When the ship takes off, there's like a really close in shot of the rocket going off that you just. How the fuck did the film did not disintegrate? I don't know. Like even when just even when the rocket's like taking off and the camera's panning up, it looks like it's CGI. Practical Nolan. But yeah, exactly. They went full Nolan on that one. Yeah. It is like it is full Nolan. So Neil Armstrong was walking around on the surface, and Buzz came down the ladder, and he was like, "I'm coming down the ladder." Making sure not to lock the door behind me. Oh shit, imagine that. <laughs> I know. No <laughs> shit, Buzz. Making a joke while he's like on the moon was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah uh, nice mate. Yeah, so uh, I saw that in the cinema. Also been watching The Boys on Amazon. The Boys, yeah. Which is same, great. Same, same, Needs same. to get Sparrow into that. Needs to get an Amazon account. Oh, just want to not give a shout out, but uh, The Hitcher, if you guys, because uh, Rutger Howe obviously died Yep. Uh, recently. Um, and Who it, did the monologue in Blade Runner, Tears in the Rain monologue. Yeah, 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 he did that. Um, but he did also The Hitcher. The, the 80s, TV show, the eighty-seven horror movie. Oh, horror right. movie. It's a bit like if Duel had had a face. <laughs> um, uh, Duel. That, he, that he, also, he also did that classic film, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. I mean, obviously trivial. Uh, I mean, some, some people might be like. <laughs> it's the classic. Also, Sony Pictures classic. Rukawa is in Batman Begins. Yes, he is. Yeah, which yeah. I. He gets shafted by Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. He's Bruce. He's a uh, Wayne Enterprise's head, yeah. isn't he? The first time I watched Batman Begins, I must have been like, I don't know, 10, 11, so. Yeah, you wouldn't have been like, oh, that's Root Gahawa. Yeah, from Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, the only, the only role I really recognize him from is Roy in, in Blade Runner. In Blade Runner, yeah. Who would have shotgun? He, he went full full method on that one full yeah. shot he went full shotgun <laughs> yeah um but yeah no watch the 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 hitcher it's it's a great 80s movie um with him he he's a serial killer in that 
and also there's a remake with Sean Bean in it. Oh, cool. Um, playing Rudiger Howe's role. Speaking of serial killers, did anyone ever watch The House That Jack Built? Um, That's Lars. Lars von Trier's one no, with want, Matt, Matt Dillon. I want to see it, though. I heard when they... Um, I think this is probably more for a dramatic effect, but when it was aired, they had, um, they had ambulances um, like waiting outside the cinema. What? what? Yeah, no, no. The, you know, what, for, 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 for the house that Jack built. Yeah, but I think it's it's almost like a publicity stuff. It's a PR stunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah to what, get to- ambulances <laughs> in case people pass out the film. <laughs> that is such bullshit. That is like, so, some, some, someone Health might actually safety. need an ambulance, and hey, you got a couple of people parked up. Um, is anyone up for a game? Oh game yeah, yeah. Time. Forgot about What's that. the game called? Who that quote? It was called quote and then and then we changed it to who that quote when Julia came on. Because Julia said that, quote, I mean, who that quotes a better better title, and I agree with her. I what about, agree what with about, her. What about who that gloat? Oh! It's got nothing to do with anything. Jesus. Else. Who that gloat? Who that gloat? Mm. Nice. So who's going to go first? You will go first. <laughs> I will go first. I confirm that. You ready? Yeah. I'm always ready. Um, feels intense. What, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to find lost love? A. Money. B. Luck. C. Brain power. D. Destiny. Wow, that's on a poster. What? Pretty woman? No. no. I can give you a clue if you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. So basically, the um, so the, when I said A. Money. B. Luck. Yeah. The, the um, <clears throat> it's a it's like a question, like a quiz show. It's kind of a key part Slumdog? within the f- Yes. Nice. That's a long Get, tagline. That's, that's, that's just what I thought as well. Slumdog, as he said it. Yeah. They've got a. They've got a. That's a good they, one. There's though. a few yeah, different posters, and but they're basically yeah. they're basically just different questions. questions yeah. 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 Oh right, that's pretty smart. That's gotta be. Up, that's gotta like, be up there in the um. Good old like, I get no, that one. Longest the, poster quotes. No, I was gonna say in the uh, quickest um answers, but that was only after the clue. Oh yeah, mm. I did measure that when I edited and Sparrow still holds the lead for it's like 0.9 seconds when on Louis came on. Graduate. Graduate, yeah. Yeah. It was so fast. So quick. I played okay. it back, I was like, graduate. It'll get, graduate. It'll get, bro- <laughs> it'll get broken. There's only, I think there's only one movie with that kind of setup, I think. I love how Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has like such a prominent role in Slumdog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like... It, it is a character in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, so mine is... Oh, I've got... I, okay, I've got two. One's really like... No, I'm going to do one. I'll do one. Do one. <laughs> up there with the best of the best. Up there with the best of the best. Up in the air? Not a bad guess. Up? <laughs> no, think about how it's... Think about how it's written. Up there with the best of the best. Yeah. Fuck. This one's hard. Um, I could give you... you say up there. Yeah, up there with the Something best with of the best. dead people, right? No. Ghosts? I give you a clue. It's like it's kind of like army based. Yeah, wait, is that where it goes like the best of the best of the best, sir? That is that in that. Don't think film? so. <laughs> Not what movie is that from? <laughs> I think I know the song sir, as well. Why is it? Up there with the best of the best of the best, sir. Um, is it a comedic or dra- dramatic? It's dramatic. Uh, people have nicknames. Wow. <laughs> the the director of the original film died. He did, did he? When what during filming? No, 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 no. Quite, quite, quite tragically, actually. Um, took a bit director of, of the you say director of the original film of the original. There are two versions. There are there is a second one which is not out yet. Ooh, mind you blown. are gonna like you are gonna yeah, be I'm like, gonna kick myself in the yeah. fucking balls for this one. I could I'll, give you a really obvious clue, I'll be and the then best. I'll give you an obvious. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> so, so it's from- I'll give you a clue. Right. Just one word. Goose. 
Oh, Top, Top Gun. Gun. Oh! Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a good... Um, Up there with the best of the best. Good quote, yeah. I, I, uh, you know when you said the best of the best? That was a montage I had in my fucking head. <laughs> really? I had Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's half the movie, <laughs> except he's in a plane. Yeah. Um, my other one was... was uh, what was your one? Al Capone. He ruled Chicago with absolute power. Untouchables? No, yeah. <laughs> and so Elliot Ness and a small force of men swore they bring him down. It's like the tagline for the that, movie. The tagline? That's Where's a, the poster quote? That's a f- whole fucking description yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Um, yeah, sorry. Mine is from the brother of the director of Ghost. Who was the director of Ghost? Uh, think about it. I have that's no idea. That's Patrick Swayze, right? Swayze, yes. Swayze? The Swayze crazy. The Swayze? Such a legend. From the brother of the director of Ghost. <laughs> That's the tagline. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Step Brothers? No. F- think older. Uh, Ghostbusters? I think you're thinking too old now. <laughs> <laughs> but roughly around that. <laughs> Citizen Kane? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Top Gun 2? Nope. Um, Flubber? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Flubber. Um, is that actually the tagline or is that just what it says on the poster um, that's the tagline from the brother of the director I mean, we need another clue Benos. this is ridiculous okay. we're never going to get this okay it's a spoof definitely so think like, think that comedy like, super fast like the Fast and Furious spoof what that's you, a spoof I've never heard of that Don't know. yeah what the fuck is that that's one way is that it's like, like, no, yeah it's like a guy that kind of is bald and looks like Vin Diesel but. <laughs> I don't know airplane <laughs> Um, close, well, not a bad chart. Yeah, that's close. not a bad chart. Carry on. Is it Chevy, Chevy Chase movie? Um, no, 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 no. It's not. Um, Spinal Tap. Mm, you're you're no, thinking, really you're, you're you're thinking of the right things here. Oh, but, okay, but okay. Not, not the think, right one. Not, <laughs> not the right one. No. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to spill the. I think you're gonna have to okay. spill the beans on a good clue at the very least. Um. Fuck! If I give you the main actor, you'll just get. Yeah, it. but then it, then at least we can do it, do see it, yeah. see who see who gets it <gasps> first. All right. So three, two. Goes two. <laughs> nice. No, uh, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> oh, Naked Gun. Which one? <laughs> two. Naked Gun two. No. Three. First one. No. I mean five. Yeah, three. Yes, but three point one. Three and a half. 3.2. Is it called three and a half? It's called it? Naked Gun 33 and one qu- <laughs> and one third the final insult. <laughs> right, oh, okay. okay, yeah. That is the hardest one we have ever had. That's like record for longest to answer. Yeah, that's when like, it didn't answer. That's like, like a weird sequel. That, I purposely went for that because I was like, this has nothing to do with the movie. That, oh, I, you know, something like Hot Shots Part Deux is the kind of yeah. That was the last one I picked. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Mm. Actually, I just remembered a piece of news that that came out recently which is kind of insane is that Disney are thinking of remaking Home Alone <laughs> yeah I saw, I saw that why I don't know well they acquired every 20th just century w- just why is it needed yeah, but, like, the film's uh, yeah. good but yep. yeah, that's the thing It's like Home Alone works because it's actually such a good movie it's yeah. such an iconic yeah but so is Lion King you fucking remade that yeah but with Home Alone I don't feel you could remake it and ever no, it, w- be, it, it wouldn't have the, the effect yeah like I don't know every Christmas Home Alone is on yeah and it's a nost- nostalgic like, thing now Actually, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of it's, it's kind of like the ultimate not yeah. don't remake it movie. Has anyone seen the Lion King, the new one? No, because I didn't see the need for that. I thought for, like, for some reason the original, have, well, original John Favreau directed it. Who's who is is a legend. Yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks okay, but again, I just don't know why it was needed. Yeah, but it's just that me. thing of. I, well, I suppose well, I saw an interview with him, and he basically said that when you know 
he grew up like the cartoon was what he grew up with yeah. and now like kids are growing up and yeah, they, it's an they need to... their version of a live action one to, to grow up to and I get his point of doing it I mean it was going to be done anyway so we might as well get get someone to... good yeah there's a great there's a great piece of trivia you'll like this there's um he snuck one real shot in oh, the yeah. film <laughs> yeah, oh really and it's the very first shot of the film that so is like a landscape, a landscape of, of Africa that's cool and uh yeah, yeah. So and he put it on sneaky, Instagram sneaky. He, was like, he was like yeah I've sneaked in one shot <laughs> <laughs> he was like there are over like 14,000 digital effects in this film Fucking which one Christ. is real imagine working on that but it, I mean it looks good from the trailer as in the the, the, the it's got a great CG, cast. CGI. Yeah, cost is Couple amazing. A at work have seen it and said that it was uh, really good. Timon and Pumbaa were very well put it's together. It's got Jordan Peele in it. Gordon Peele. Gordon Peele. No, it's got no. um, Ch- oh, Charles Gambino. Is it's got Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Um, Donald Glover, not Charles Gambino. John Oliver. Yeah, it's a lot of good, lot of good people in it. Another film I've seen recently is Hunger, which we've all seen. Yeah, oh, shit. I forgot about that. So this. This week's episode is on Steve McQueen's first film, which is Hunger, came out in 2008, and uh, the, yeah, McQueen, the director. Steve McQueen. We should say that, yeah, Steve McQueen, you know, not, not, the, uh, not the actor, the director. Yeah. Um, Sparrow is a bit of a fan of, of Steve McQueen. I feel like this yeah. might be your, the first episode we've done where you're sort of a semi, a semi-hardcore fan. Yeah, no, I like, like, I like Stephen Quinn a lot. So he's got Semi-hard he's got cool. four feature films: um, Hunger, Shame, Twelve Years a Slave, and Widows. Um, and I haven't seen Widows, but the other three I've seen. Yeah, all good. And I've seen all of them other than Twelve Years. Other than Widows, I've seen everything. Yeah, so we've, so we've, we've covered we've it between us. Yeah, the OG crew has done it. <laughs> so we've all seen Shame. Yes, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the the synopsis for Hunger is. Irish Republican Bobby Sands leads the inmates of a Northern Irish prison in a hunger strike. So essentially the film is kind of documents what goes on in, in this prison. The maze. The maze and how uh, and how this kind of protest continues, I guess, and then comes about, becomes you... this hunger strike, yep. which is, and then it, it, can, and it eventually ends up focusing on Bobby Sands singularly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. So is it the structure? Yeah, so even though the main character is Bobby Sands, mm. played by Michael Fassbender, it takes a while. We were saying it takes almost think, a third of the film before you actually meet the character. He start. He he's clearly in twenty eighth minute, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, it takes about twenty twenty eight minutes um, for yeah. for you to actually realize. Oh. Fazbendy's in this. Yeah, well, we were saying this because he just suddenly had long this long hair. It's hard to recognise him. And like beard and, yeah. yeah, and like you'd even seen it before, and I think you were I, like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. oh, that, <laughs> I didn't even know that was him. Oh, to be fair, yeah. it's one of those things where I was kind of, even though I've seen it before, I was so sucked into it that when he um, yeah. when he crops up, I kind of I'd just forgotten that. Forgot, he, yeah, yeah. Sign of a great film. It's true. Sign of a great film. True. But so McQueen was an artist, right? Before he he was a film director because oh, he directed. <laughs> He, well, he was a, a professional artist, I suppose. Um, he was 39 when he directed his directorial debut, Hunger. That so is impressive, though. He had a pretty big career as a as an artist. I think Sparrow and I were saying it's quite funny. On his IMDb page, he's credited as a director like 35 times. And it's like, <laughs> well, 35 <laughs> credits. They're mainly like, shorts. Yeah, 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 they're all just shorts. Um, which is frustrating. You can't watch most of them because I think they're owned by museums because they yeah. he basically Galleries. made these kind of like video installations that played at museums all around the world well, they all, I guess a lot of them were they like art 
art house shorts because like that yeah. obviously, uh, or video, it, video installations have, have you seen Bear one of his really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw so a, there's a clip of it on YouTube yeah which is he's in it isn't he yeah, yeah. he's and in it yeah yeah the two guys wrestling yeah I also in doing some research I, I kind of found out that he he got accepted into NYU uh, film film school which is mm-hmm. where like Spike Lee Scorsese went and teach I think or were teaching at the time that he went there but then he left it was like his dream to go to NYU film, but then he left. He he really didn't want to leave, but they were like quite restrictive with what you could do there. And I think the art world like gave him kind of freedom to like do what he wanted to do. In NYU, he he wanted to like throw a camera up in the they, air. They wouldn't let him. They wouldn't yeah. let him, yeah. And yeah why was, would you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you experiment. You it's know? art. Is it, yes, I can't speak uh, for the circumstances of why he wanted to <laughs> throw a camera up in the air. Because remember, so when he went, this his this must have been twenty odd years ago, right? I doubt it was digital cameras, and if they were, they were probably expensive. And the film cameras, they, well, they probably were expensive. They they don't want you know some some Brit come to come over and just fuck up their gear. Yeah, I think it was also just kind of like an a, a it's a school, it's a isn't it? <laughs> it's a school where you learn how to make films. Yeah. and I think he they they it sounded like they didn't encourage the experimental, kind of, the yeah, experimental yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not like, enough, not enough, not him. enough for him. He uh, he won the Turner Prize. Which yeah, I didn't know. In 99. Yeah, which was really interesting. So he's a massively accomplished artist. Yeah, he's more artist than, than a director, I suppose, at this point, isn't he? So, Benas, what did you make of it, Hunger? Liked it, obviously. Um, can't say, not sure if I really liked it. Um, it was like, what, 10 scenes? Um, but I was impressed by, mm. if anything, Fastbender's acting ability really pushes him to yeah. his limit on this one. And I'm not sure if this was his breakout, but it's one of his very. It, it's got to be one of his first things. Yeah, one of his early things. Yeah, the, yeah. There's that scene where he talks to a priest, and that's about 15 minutes long. Yeah, just un- so. uncut. So really, 17 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're smoking through it. Yeah, exactly. Um, he smokes like three or four cigarettes through it. Yeah. yeah. That's a brilliant. Um, but he just remembers sure. so many, so many lines and delivers them, and it, it was, it was great because so weirdly he wanted to throw a camera in the air and here you have the static shot of them just sitting so <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Was, he must have got that out of his system yeah probably <laughs> yeah. Moving, moving well, the experimentation can come in any form right like, absolutely um, no all in all really good yeah really good film second second time watching it's it's a bit of a hard watch I, I will say very hard watch I, I, I yeah, flinched at some scenes yeah, it's, oh, not, right? it's not easy well it's, it's quite well it's very physical isn't it when they yeah. get the, some of the abuse yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll come on to that as well because I think that's a big thing of his movies or it, it feels like it's a, a big part of his films. Go, just going back to McQueen quickly, it's, I found him quite interesting when you research like interviews with him and him as a person. Like He's quite... Um, he's different to what I thought would be. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't know, strong on what he believes what? in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. doesn't like to self-critique. Like he doesn't like to. He doesn't like it when people are like, "Oh, in all your films, this happens." I think because he's an artist, foot foremost, he doesn't like to segregate things into, you know, boxes. For ex- yeah. So, like for example, he was saying on that on that scene in Hunger where it's seventeen minute unbroken. Yeah, the really long shot. Yeah. Um, like we all watch that now, and we're like, "Oh, you know, that's that's like amazing and well acted. It, it shows a lot about the characters in the story." But he was saying that he just wanted to do it, and then he got push to try and get coverage oh, yeah. basically was just like no and had to really like he called it like we had an argy-bargy <laughs> about <laughs> it but um, yeah he, he was like behind the scenes you know like arguing about the fact that this should be just a straight take and I think that's kind of interesting because I suppose as an artist like it's confident you want to collaborate with people but you also want to give well, your point of view on, on stuff yeah collaborate but at the same time he, he, this 
the films the director makes, so in this case, this film, it's he kind of puts his own stamp on it by putting his own name on it on the top, at the top of the bill. Mm-hmm. He still kind of gets the footing for it, right? He yeah. He's foot the uh, for the bill. So kind of arguing with, let's say, editor or whatever, it shows confidence in what he's doing and his own vision, I suppose. Um, so that's definitely comes, from, I suppose, maybe yeah. more from the artist world of him. Yeah, and also I think doing that on a feature, oh, on, on a first, first feature, first feature sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is great because then people are okay, like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when that pays off, as it did here, did right? Him, yeah, yeah. Um, then, you know, that's all that more, yeah. more brownie points, I suppose. He was also saying that he didn't want to, um, he was like a fan of film, but he didn't want to, go on loads of film sets and like learn bad habits as he oh, called yeah. it yeah, yeah. Like the first film set I went on was my own <laughs> which is like which so it's like a big it's like a baller statement it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's a really it's just a really interesting approach I, mean, I, I can understand where he's coming from yeah. because it's like like you said you don't want to pick up he doesn't want to pick up bad habits or habits which he doesn't perceive as, as yeah, right. you, just be pure in what he in his vision I guess and you want to bring your, your original point of view um, I know Fassbender was saying that when they were filming Hunger there were loads of um, food thi- around <laughs> probably probably uh, loads of almonds or something um they were saying that just they would set up a shot and they like wouldn't get a master a master wide and oh, just, yeah, he yeah. would just like not do that and he'd be like oh hang on what's going on like i thought we need to do it like this and yeah. it's just like that was that that he he was saying that to me showed that i was working with someone who just had like a singular vision of what they wanted which is interesting it's very indie approach isn't it because you don't you don't have the, the luxury of time so you you only get what you need and what you what you want basically mm-hmm. so you know, he goes for that one close-up and he's like, well, you know, we'll do two takes of that. And if he if yeah. he gets it, then he's fine. He doesn't need, you know, a master shot for this because he's like, well, it's going to be like this in the movie. Mm. He, In his head, he probably has very clear vision of what he wants. I think, yeah, I think that's really interesting, though, talking about vision and, like, images. Out of all the first features we've done, he is someone to me that stands out really being obsessed with, like, image and what that looks like. So, for example... Do you mean the frame? Like the frame, what's yeah. What's in the frame? Yeah, what's in the frame? It's like sometimes it kind of looks a little bit like a... Not not like a painting, but it looks I like... I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. So, for example, like in Shame, there's a shot where, from above, of Michael... Fassbender's dog. Yeah. <laughs> Fassbender naked walking around. He's, he's like in bed with these blue sheets over him. Yeah. And he's just lying there thinking about, you know, whatever he's been going through. And it's just so meticulously crafted. The blue sheets, blue is a quick cut to like sadness, right? Yeah. But also the way that they're laid out, it lo- it kind of looks like the textures of a brush stroke. It just looks like a kind of, it's just yeah. an amazing image. And I think he's, in Hunger, there's, although the, the subject matter is so grim. Mm, true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about as basic as you can, it, as you can strip get. right back to. Yeah, but somehow still, it, it still looks sort of painterly in quality, which I yeah. think is, but he just obviously his art, background has influenced him as a director what i picked up a lot a lot of the frames in hunger uh, especially in jail cells um remind me of uh, i think it's francis goya yeah francis goya's paintings um so they're very there's only two colors two three colors basically because mm. yeah, he did a lot of etching goya no not mcqueen mm. so and the, yeah they were pretty gothic in, in in a way so um obviously the cells were covered in in Me pieces too. yep in, in shit yeah uh, spoiler but um, yeah, spo- <laughs> yeah so Spoil- spoilers yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah those, those, those colours they're very like soft browns and stuff yeah <laughs> soft yeah, browns yeah. Um, so yeah and that scene where the 17 minute scene what this the smoke looked really good and very much like a painting basically the cigarette smoke yeah 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 the um, air was very still there yeah. like where he was and yeah 
there was a, that obvious, obviously, rule of three there. Priest on the one side, Fazbender on one side, and there's a table in between them. It's a very interesting shot, that, wasn't it? Mm. Because it, it was a bit muddy. Yeah. On purpose, presumably. Yeah. But it didn't, it looks like you would, it almost looked like you'd just gone, we've, we only have, we only have, we only can get one take, just put the camera there and roll. Yeah, yeah. It was like you didn't even think about how it was set up. Obviously he did, but I think that's what the genius of that, that framing is for that one. The, the silhouettes look great because obviously it, it was pretty, it was a pretty dark shot. Um, mm. So yeah, like obviously Fazbender and the priest, like this outlining of the silhouettes look great. So clearly he thinks in much more maybe painting or drawing yeah, ways. He, he might actually storyboard, I don't well, know. I've got, a, I've got an interesting question to put to you guys. It's question it's time. All the, um, so, so in all four of them, um, so some people would say Steve McQueen, one of his signature um Something you can Sig- recognize. Siggy moves. One thing you can recognize him for is his um long uh, shots. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And also um like you're saying that the way it's framed. Mm-hmm. Um, in every feature film that he's done, he's used the same cinematographer, a guy called Sean Bobbitt. Okay. Yeah. So what what I was going to ask you guys is, would you consider that maybe it's the cinema, the DP who who uh, brings that who brings quality. that element? Yeah. Well, he obviously adds to it, but um, DP's job essentially is to get what's in the director's head on on the frame on the screen basically so although he may add to it i'm sh- i'm sure steve steve has a lot of say in it um bobby might might be like oh yeah this would be obviously there's probably some collaboration going on anyways um but i still th- i still think that it's like let's say 85 to 90 percent maybe even yeah i mean we're, yeah. Sh- we're shooting in the dark aren't we because we, yeah, yeah, we, we don't know bit of an unfair um, question, I, don't, I wouldn't want to discredit obviously bobby for the no. work that he has done um, but but yeah, I, th- I think uh, his job mainly is to get the Steve- Steve's vision from his head onto the screen. I suppose the way to look at it maybe is that he- Steve McQueen clearly has a, a very visual, specific mind of what he wants. And it's kind of a testament to Sean Bobbitt to to achieve that in such a accurate way. Because I think he- Sean Bobbitt's quite a big cinematographer. I don't, I don't think he he's just not, he's does. He's not just McQueen. Yeah, he, he's, he's done, he's done other, a lot of movies. Things, yeah. um, so just waits around for McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, he, he did a place beyond the pines. Um, oh, great. He's have a great fucking movie. Yeah. Sorry, but we're not talking about that. No. <laughs> but that's, it's interesting actually he's done that because that's another movie that's quite kind of humanist and mm-hmm. and real in that way. One thing I, I thought was interesting is, um, so right now um, in 2019, Steve McQueen is kind of is a well-known director, and Michael Fassbender is a well-known actor. Mm. But in Hunger, they were both complete unknowns. Yeah, yeah, because uh, for Fassbender, Hunger was before Fish Tank, as I think as well. Yeah, but also they've um so that, and that's a proper well I think like director actor relationship because mm. Fassbender's in the, his first three films, yep. and he's the main role in the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have a, they have a tight relationship. I thought it was quite. I I was quite keen to understand why McQueen decided to do Hung the subject of Hunger as his first film. And he said that apparently he, when he was a kid, maybe like 10, 11 years old, on TV there was Bobby Sands was on the news. I think every day that the news was on, there was like an update on his oh, yeah. situation. Right. And yeah. he kept seeing like that he's starving himself. And as a young kid, I think he was, this is so unusual. Like why would someone stop eating? Yeah. Apparently that just like lodged itself in his mind. And that's what it came to yeah. when he when he wanted to make his first feature. That was At what he 39. wanted to make yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what, like, he's had 25 the... whatever years later, yeah. you know. Basically, on the subject, there's a bunch of movies made. Maze, there's a movie with Helen Mirren in it. And I, I like the fact that he didn't kind of focus on the prison. He focused on one character. Um, so, because you really, you don't really see the outside world 
even yeah. existing. Apart from the bit with apart the, from the beginning, well, briefly, I, and at the end, I suppose. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I thought, I, <laughs> so kind of all the time. <laughs> I thought, no, an, no, no, I yeah, thought an interesting, an interesting th- obviously he focuses on Bobby Sands, but I thought an interesting part of it was he does show you the side of the guard. So yeah. rather than it just being purely for the prisoners, it does show, you know, like the guards are, are stressed as well. Um, yeah. Or you know that that yeah, first cause, guard because obviously there's a guard murdered. Murdered. Yeah, in the old um, people's home. Which I thought was a bit. Yeah. It's not. Obviously, he needed to address it, but I thought it was a bit out of the blue. When I saw that, I was like, Well, I think okay, it, it okay. is out of the Boom. blue. From what I mean, I thought it was out of the blue. I, I think I even said this when we watched it, and like, you were like, Yeah, but that's okay. what, that's what happens when someone gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's never expected, is yeah. it? <laughs> but I think you're right. The, there's an interesting, um, there's an interesting thing about showing the guards' perspective at the start yeah. and keeping it. You're kind of outside the prison then, and there's a clever loop there as well, isn't there? Oh, when he punches. Um... Well, the first shot of the film is him. Oh, yeah. Di- um, dipping his knuckles in a in a um, sink, mm. right? And uh, no, it's not the first shot of the film, but it's very near the, the beginning. And obviously, like later on, you realise that's because he he keeps hitting this wall every time he's like punching prisoners. <laughs> he's hitting um, the wall. But I think I think with yeah with, with the um yeah when the, when the guy gets shot and the old people say it is bad, but I think it's just obviously none of us were alive at the time, but things were things were not good then. Um, I I have no idea. I. Uh, about like the political context of the film, not blind to it, but just not mm. not familiar with it. Being a fucking foreigner, I th- I think it's it's better that better that way that he didn't kind of charge with the whole political thing. He kind of just went in on the character because this was a character study movie, anyways. Yeah. Um, of yeah. Bobby Sands. I think he was saying as well that the film is like in three parts, which is weirdly what we said after we watched it, and then I watched an interview with McQueen where he actually confirmed it. Yeah. Where it's kind of the first part is with the guard. The middle yeah. part is is um is the two the, guys. Those in the, other prisoners, yeah. Yeah, and the st- or no wash protest. Yeah, the last part is uh Bobby, Bobby Sands, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is um sort of that journey through, which is interesting because you could have just done a whole thing just on, on him, on him, and like his fact because his parents uh, crop up from time to time, but obviously yeah. there's just such little dialogue in the film. There is, yeah, yeah. it's really not a dialogue driven. Yes, yeah, another, yeah, that's I guess that's a really interesting thing because it's it's visual, a lot of it's visual storytelling, but with very kind of minimal shots yeah. so it's kind of stripped back in parts on both elements it's, it is a stripped back film I mean when I was watching this I thought that there was it's quite like a sensory kind of film it's quite a tactile movie like I you know when they're in the in the cell and they're looking out the window oh, yeah, there's yeah. that bug that's flying around yeah, yeah, and you can just almost feel that you're there with him in that kind of like isolated moment mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other bits where um, the long shot where he's sweeping the piss there's um just a lot of just the sounds and the fact it the goes brushes. on for so long. Yeah, the sound yeah. of the brush. You just yeah. feel like you're there. Obviously, there's that long shot, but just in general, it takes off pretty long. Um, and, and locked off as well. He yeah. doesn't move the camera around a lot, even when they have the hunger protest. Yeah. There's just, thank God, there's no shaky cam or any of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. Exactly. There's so um, much tension in the film, and yet a lot of the shots are just... Yeah, locked off. It's it kind of makes you he makes you like sits you down and makes you watch this yeah. uncomfortable fucking scene. Yeah, and he's like, well, look at that. That's humanity. Yeah, you can't look it away. Is, it, it is uncomfortable, um, and he does that with like obviously shame and Twelve Years a Slave. Like uh, I remember when that movie came out, um, a lot a lot of people commented on the long takes. Yeah, he do, he does kind of like take uh, takes the lens and kind of show show this shitty side of humanity that like yeah. pe- people don't generally think about. But yeah. he 
points the lens at it. And he, I think because he has that art background, he can kind of do that in a way that isn't totally grotesque. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you were saying about the, the walls with all the feces on them and stuff. There's just like, it obviously is disgusting, but it doesn't, there's a way you could shoot that that would make it look really vile. And if, although it is, well, there was a scene where the guy was literally like scooping in his pants, wasn't it? Yeah, there? I mean that was. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure you could shoot that anyway <laughs> and make it and make it look yeah look good. There was a really interesting quote by McQueen where he said, "I don't." Uh, he said, "I don't make films about films. I make films about reality and yeah. what people experience today." I feel like actually there are loads of movies that are made. It's like people make films about films, you know, like styles and genres. Whereas okay. he's actually, yeah, like I think there's a lot of movies out there. I mean, there you that, say that, and all, all I can think of is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he riffs off the movie industry for sure. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think there's a lot of like rubbish movies out there that are kind of like borrow movie tropes and kind of tell a story like through that lens. Which is why, like, when he did Widows, for example, yeah, where you've got the heist movie, which is a movie thing, yeah, and then you've got this really interesting story about these. Um, women who are left behind by their husbands. Husbands, yeah. That for me personally, like I, I had mixed feelings on widows, and I feel like maybe at least f- for my for my um, opinion on on McQueen with that movie is that I prefer his other stuff because it much it just cuts to the point much more. It isn't it hasn't got that like yeah other thing to it. And is, it is widows more of a kind of. Not traditional movie, it's but more, more, more blockbustery. Yeah, yeah so it's more. Yeah, it's yeah. McQueen is less like you can see less of him. Yeah, his, in his it. roots. Yeah, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but like, the long shot of him sweeping, for example, real life. It, that's not like movie quality. See, stuff. if that film uh, Hunger, if if Hunger came out or was about to come out, let's say this year, it'd be something like an A twenty four acquisition. I think it's a much more indie spirited movie. Um, maybe whereas Widows to me just has like, like whatever one of those mega chains I don't know like, I didn't feel like Hunger was that indie to, to me definitely did quick question though just just because yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned it um, that fly you know the bit was it bug or a fly yeah yeah was yeah. that CGI because it was very like specific I think it was probably I looked like it was real because it didn't do what he doesn't hurt he, he it does it he doesn't so. ever he goes, it goes on his finger for a little bit and yeah, I suspect yeah, it's probably real it goes off yeah it's like but, yeah. it had how do you time that? <laughs> you take it, take a lot of takes of it. I mean, he loves doing long takes, so they probably just stood there for an hour. Stand him to get the right Fucking nailed this. What did you um? So obviously we've spoken a bit about hunger. Mm. What did you guys um? Did you guys enjoy? I know it was a while ago. Did you enjoy Shame? Shame, shame. Yeah, shame. I really liked Shame. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, le- it's my less memorable McQueen movie. It's my I less think. memorable Fassbender movie as well. I felt it was a bit drivelly, like. It took forever for me to get into it, like to actually be like, okay. Tricky what, subject matter though, as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, also. yeah. I mean, you're, you're a fan, right? Really, yeah, well, I mean, I, I like all of um, McQueen stuff. It's what I guess it's a sex addict. It's not really. Dre- I mean, oh, I haven't seen it addressed in a, in any other film. Yeah, no, straight um, up, it's a good mm. subject to tackle and respect to him for doing it. But um, I just thought that, well, okay. It's, yeah. it's a bit like that McConaughey um, in McConaughey. Wolf, Dallas <laughs> in Wolf of Wall Street where he's like how many times you masturbate <laughs> two I mean you yeah. have to pump up those rookie numbers up I mean that is like a totally different <laughs> a totally different way of dealing with like sex addiction one of them's like a really intimate portrait and one of them's just McConaughey with a wig on being like how many times you masturbate a day um, I don't know it just made me think of that for some reason yeah yeah 
Uh, it's also set in New York. It was meant to be set in London, I think. It was. But nobody wanted to give it money. <laughs> I think he, I read that he also found it tricky to get sex addicts who were from England to just open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go on record. Mm-hmm. Whereas people in the States were happy to go full pelt. Well, well there's like a bunch of AA stuff, isn't there? That he kind of went to for research. Yeah. So, well, it's not, is it? Well, yeah, Add- Addicts Anonymous. He's just a very, yeah. he's a very, hu- I never really appreciated this, he's just a very humanist filmmaker. Like, I just feel like he likes to make stories so. about yeah. very intimate portraits about yeah. people and what they what they want to do. Except just going, going back to Hunger, what do you guys think of, like, the sound design and the music? I really liked it. Um, in terms of, uh, so it's, like, it's a bit like um, No Country for Old Men, where there's, there's an absence of sound, actually. Yeah. Um, and the sound that is there, um, it feels very textured. So it feels yeah. very like, like you're there. So, um, for example, when they're kind of building those, what, like those dams or whatever, when they were about to pour down the piss. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This, with the food. With the food, yeah. yeah. You could you could hear like the fleshiness and the kind of yeah. pastiness of it. Um, Even the cups at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Which almost big... turned into like a track. Yeah. Like a yeah. Like exactly. A, I felt like the sounds of this film were almost the soundtrack to it. Yeah. And I think like the absence of sound was really good as well. I think I think yeah I think having very like you're saying better stuff very little sound means even if the sound is like obviously there's there's quite specific moments where they build the the stuff with that paste to mm. pull the piss down but yeah. even like that bit where the guy the second group of characters it concentrates on who are protesting there's a bit where he stands in front of the guards and takes all his clothes off and it yeah. takes ages um, but every time he takes a, an item of clothing off the sound of it just is heightened yeah. because there's there's just, just an absence of no one says anything they just stare at him yeah yeah to kind of heighten that moment of him being did like that objectified. scene because he comes in all, all with all this bravado and he's like I demand to wear my own clothes whatever and they're like really dude you're yeah. doing this that was yeah, I forgot about that scene it's yeah. quite intense that isn't it yeah, yeah it is because it, it looks like they're about to beat the shit I think, out of I think he mm. I think he well the impression I got was like he knew he was going to have to take his clothes off but he's got to start you got to try yeah yeah, yeah you got to yeah yeah, 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 yeah I'm, I'm sure but I, I I really like yeah. that scene for some reason. All the stuff with the um, SWAT team members coming in and the SWAT team guy kind of like breaking down in tears and all of that where they're getting hit between them which just goes back to the physicality thing for me. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just brutal. such a brutal movie. We haven't even really touched at all on like the Bobby Sands third at the end where Fassbender's basically gone full like Machinist. Yeah. Although I think this was um, technically... Was this the same year as Machinist? Maybe. Was in, I think Machinist was earlier. 2004. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he gets, he's pretty gaunt. Yeah. Like, and just which, all, all the bits, you know, touching his body and him like flinching and yeah. stuff. It's, it oh, yeah. really makes you makes react. You flinch. Yeah. It's weird though. Um, and it was obviously Fazbender that lost all that weight. But like he... he was he, it? <laughs> in his face. In his face, you couldn't really tell. Like let's say in Christian, has, in Christian Bale, uh, I said this as well, didn't I? He Christian Bale has a gaunt yeah, face. Yeah, whereas Fazbear looks like, well, you still got some maybe fat on you, bro. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think he's just got, he's just yeah, got I mean, a, nor- yeah, yeah. a normal head. There's not, nothing you can do about it. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, him, him in the bath and him having to get carried and stuff was it, yeah. for me. The the performance got really interesting when he started to get very energyless. You know, when he started oh, yeah. just not being able to move fast. Yeah, that. You can Slightly. lose all the weight, but you know when you start acting slow like that, you start You're lethargic think- and shit. Yeah. yeah, you start thinking about what kind of psychological and like neuro- neurological effects it has on you to not eat. Yeah, just the kind of so it must be such it must be the way, horrible way to go. They made that so they made that sequence to kind of show, they showed him that he can't even kind of get out of 
the tub, right? So yeah. the other dude kind of grabs him like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and then they show a guard or whatever keep they keep putting food on his table on his dresser or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he just keeps denying it. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. kind of try to get him with nicer food, so like this jam and like Cause I think prison jam. Some of the really. doctors are there, aren't they? Yeah. I think they just want him to to actually to, to eat. Just eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he still kept saying no, and that. that, that thought that was really and really got, interesting uh, like how yeah. strong willed is this guy yeah that's the thing the will to do that is insane yeah it was it was done really well McQueen I feel like he knew did, what he was did. doing yeah the, there's an interesting camera shot when the camera he's in bed and the camera like flies over him like back and forth and he's like having these oh the flies the flies that, kind of, that weird bit where yeah that's definitely yeah it's probably the one it's quite kind CGI of art, bit. it's quite art housey yeah. yeah yeah bit. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know the bit you're talking about to me the whole film felt odd housey as anything yeah you can see that across all his work though like uh, in Widows there was some like it was an in, there was interesting meshing of blockbuster kind of heist tropes but then shot through the way that he does it it looks quite beautiful <laughs> that's what I mean like Steve McQueen and a heist film I would never pitch yeah together you know it's like which is you know is which is of course probably why he did it because yeah. you know he's like you subvert expectations and whatnot. Mm. yeah um, also that was written by Gillian Flynn Gillian? Yeah, who did Gillian uh, Flynn? Who did Gongo? Yeah, and it's adapted from an old TV series. Brit TV series. Widows. British, no, British TV. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, British one. Um, it's worth saying as well. Can't remember if we've mentioned it now, but um, there a lot of people have picked up on Hunger, Shame, and Twelve Years a Slave is like his body trilogy. It's like each film kind of deals with the body and the physicality of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We talked about like in Hunger how the body is essentially like a weapon. Yeah. So it's quite interesting how. Obviously, they're all kept in their cells, and there's they just don't have anything other than like the food that gets put in the. So the yeah. only thing they have to protest, Rags. yeah. So the only and thing they body. have to use as a weapon is their body. The way that he's these three films have all managed to focus on different aspects and different use of different, the body. Exactly, yeah. yeah. With shame, I suppose. What's the what's the what's the beef there? He is obviously a sex addict, yeah. and I felt like a lot of scenes he felt quite he like trapped in his body, like yeah. trapped in his way of doing things, and it yeah, was his kind routine. of a, yeah, yeah, and it's like a mind over over body situation. So yeah. I felt like showing him naked and stuff like that was just to emphasize the fact that he uses his body for this type of behavior. Kind of pretty much just that, isn't it? As well, because so because it's all about routine for him, and when his sister comes down. Um, she disrupts it yeah completely um, it's in, like I said interesting but not my favourite from McQueen mm. yeah I think that's fair and what about 12 Years a Slave I haven't seen it haven't seen it but I can imagine that with that it's it's probably um, well, it's know, physically it's, it's very brutal like yeah, Hunger yeah, yeah. yeah but I suppose that like with Hunger how he's using his body as a as a sort of as a weapon as an idea I guess yeah. with Hunger uh, with 12 Years I imagine it's something more to do with <laughs> cheeky. it's something more to do with uh, the amount of abuse that your body can take and you can still yeah and the will and the will yeah, to and, go on I suppose yeah, yeah which is not too dissimilar from hunger I guess yes yeah. they, all, they all have that bit about like mental strength um, as in in shame he eventually his, his mentality over, overrules his body yeah hunger clearly Bobby Sands has got a lot of mental strength yeah to follow through and uh, yeah in 12 years a slave he kind of keeps faith you know, against all odds, really. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, definitely, that that's definitely rings true, I think, across all his work. Yeah. I'm interested to see what he does next, actually. 
there was a do. Yeah, well, there was an HBO show that he uh, didn't pull through. Yeah, so he shot a pilot for it, I think, and then mm. it got cancelled. <laughs> Not really sure what. It's like oof, what, McQueen, what, and I think we want this. Yeah, what happened there? But I did. Um, you know, he lives in Amsterdam. He uh, he lives in Amsterdam because I think he said no one bothers him there <laughs> because it's like okay. it's not London or New York. McQueen is doing a documentary called The Occupied City, which is about Amsterdam under Nazi occupation during the war. So presumably, interesting where he has Sounds lived for a lot yeah. of his adult life, he's influenced to sounds like a subject matter because there's, there's a lot of films about the war but you know well i haven't heard anything about amsterdam particularly in the war yeah exactly. so it's a good thing yeah, to go yeah. on yeah I, I i think the world needs another like you know world war Two movie yeah it does steve mcqueen's making one better 1917 sam mendes new movie coming yeah, out that's the first world war well yeah but i mean it's still a, a war that, movie. No, that, i legit don't think the, the first world, world war has the hasn't... second World War needs another movie. Okay. Mainly because it's been done. To, look, if uh, Roland Emmerich is doing one, Roland that's it. Emmerich. We're done. We're done with this. Yeah, it's true. Don't give him the keys to doing a, <laughs> a World War Two movie. Bro, explosions galore. Just thought I pulled out one quote which, about uh, which I thought was interesting to mention that McQueen said about directing, which was, uh, "It's like jazz. You have the harmony and the melody, but in the end, you're improvising. As long as you stay within the tone, the harmony and the melody, you can do what you want." That yeah, I saw that quote as well. Which I thought it was quite cool. Which should, makes sense. You should meet Damien Chazelle. Oh! <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why that's that an dig? oh. It's not a dig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is it? Was it no, it's not a dig. There'd be a match made in heaven. Every time someone says yeah, it, it was like, like oh! <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, yeah, he should. He makes, makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, weird that he quotes jazz, though. Um, but yeah, he, he is right, I think, when you're making a film. Because obviously making a film is like any artistic expression yeah um as long as you sorry what was it the the tone uh the harmony and the tone harmony and tone yeah yeah so harmony and the melody harmony and melody yeah because like you said widows he kind of has those his old school roots i haven't seen widows so i don't really know yeah so he has those shots that you're, you're convinced it's a mcqueen picture yeah right but then it jumps probably to like an explosion or some shit and then it's like oh it's, we're doing this if you're steve mcqueen you'll throw the camera in the air and you'll do something yeah you know, something well that's what bold. i think being an artist means that you have to you have to be bold don't you you have to yeah, go you, do something you, that gets people's attention you and have to riles people or gets or you know makes them feel something in some way yeah i mean you have to not be afraid to be bold I think that's what it is, mm. you know. Which I think, I think McQueen, yeah, with he doesn't with hundreds shit. is. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, on on McQueen, I think I guess I really like his style. Like, even, funnily enough, even though I, I've got the kind of worst attention span out of the three of us by a mile, <laughs> ironically, I like the guy yeah. who has the long, long takes. Yeah, um, probably the best, or maybe. But um, just goes yeah. to show you really like him as a filmmaker. Yeah, but I, I think it's um. So Hunger's his first film, and basically the way I see it is Stephen Queen's like, I'm going to make this film about this subject matter, mm. the way I want to make it. Yeah. Um, which is what he did. Yeah. yeah. And then continues to do, and that's you know that's impressive. And, and actually, on that, there was a uh, someone was saying to him, um, you know, oh, your script doesn't quite, it doesn't, you didn't go to get formal script writing training or whatever. He's oh, yeah. like, your script doesn't yeah. have like a three act structure or whatever and he was like well I've never really learnt that and I've just wrote it and we, we wrote it he, I think he co-wrote he it, co-wrote it yeah. but um, he just had a very specific idea of what he wanted he the what film he... to be yeah and that's that... what I mean about Hunger being an indie approach because like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, Hunger is pretty it's, indie it's, yeah. so. it's not about you know whether you know how to write you just know the dialogue goes in the middle that's it I think it's because the film 
obviously didn't need a huge budget. So it was, it was mainly the, yeah, the vast majority of it was set in prison. There's yeah. a few shots outside. Mm. Um, just um, yeah, sorry, that throws out the box up. Uh, box office was 1.7 million mm-hmm. for this, which is kind of impressive. It is. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, fuck am I can, saying? Can it, it, is for, it is for a film that hungry hungry because I can't see it being like popular with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean we love films and we you know we've got our views on it, but yeah. a lot of people just wouldn't wouldn't give it the time of day it. to be honest. Well, may, maybe it's got more popular since he's become more popular. Yeah. as well. Um, we should mention as well it did win the Camera d'Or at Cannes, which is first feature. Right? Yeah, is yeah. is the award for best first feature, which is pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. He also won a BAFTA for it as well for a similar award. Um, I will say. Um, no, my mum likes this uh, film, and she was the first one that showed this film to me. When really? I really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I shout take, out to I take it back. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So this. So watching it yesterday was the second time watching the first one. I watched it when when my mum showed it to me. Yeah. Wow, that's quite an unusual film for a for a mum to to recommend. <laughs> and that's a cold one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've covered Hunger. We've done, yeah. yeah. We've done, we've done, we've done a good job, McQueen. Steve McQueen didn't write this, right? He co-wrote it. So just Hunger was co-written. Yeah. Give a shout out to Ender Walsh who co-wrote it with him. Mm. That's it. Yeah, he's big on co-writing, isn't he? Because Gillian yes. Flynn for Widows. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Shame was also co-written. Yeah, it was. It was a collaborative guy. Yeah, basically. I'd say Hunger is a pretty solid, recommend. solid recommend. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a solid first film. Yeah. So short of the week, two shorts of the week this week. One yeah, is called yeah. Nursery Rhyme. Which is dope. And one is called uh, Floor 9.5. So Nursery nursery Rhymes, sorry, which is by Tom Noakes, is, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. So Did he write and direct it? Uh, no, he did not write it. He directed it. Um, but uh, I suppose it's like a four minute short that starts with a sort of like metalhead guy singing... Uh, old MacDonald. MacDonald had a farm yeah. and what uh, kind of and unf- the, and unfolds from there yeah unfolds and just shows the reasons of why he's singing there yeah and it's a, it's a one one taker isn't it it's a one shot uh, there's a cut I think there, I think there I are think two takes cut. yeah there is one there is a cut, cut? Like right at the end um, without we, let's not give it away but right, yeah, yeah, yeah there is but a cut I mean the majority but, of yeah, it is one take is one, yeah. Yeah. what did you guys think of this what was your uh, impressive reaction? very very impressive yeah really good the guy, um, sorry, who directed it? Tom. Tom Noakes. Tom Noakes, um, clearly, clearly has his own style, um, and I think the execution of this script, because it could, be, it could have been done a million other ways, right? But the way he executed, which obviously was two, two cuts, two takes, whatever. Yeah. Um, Read an interview with him where he said he was kind of like wary of like one take things, you know, how people yeah. are going to do them to be cool or whatever. But he kind of just kept coming back. One take is how you do it. I gotta say, is it? Do you feel like there's a renaissance for one takes, single takes? I think recently? it's on this pod. There is. Fuck I, yeah. I think. I, I think it's. I think long takes are coming back. Just to bring it back to earlier, like with Midsummer, there was there was a really good long, your fav- long, your favorite film, long, of 2019. Long, long, long take. I know. To be, we've just been talking about Hunger, which has clearly got a lot of long takes. But the mm. um. But yeah. But this it really works in this film, Nursery Rhymes as well. Yeah. This is a great way to do it. Just bring it back all um, the way to JC. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the whole I, film is a take. Is one take. I, no, I, I really yeah. rate it. I'd put it as um no, it wouldn't, I wouldn't on this podcast. I wouldn't put it as the top. It, this was for me. This is number two of the shorts. Really? What's number here. one? What's number one? It's the uh, the barbershop one. Yeah, you do really like that one. That's just the personal thing. I like it. But I, this one, one you, I really, really, one really like. Hmm? That's the one you found. You looked like you had a very confused look on your face. Yeah, I was trying to remember. It's it. the <laughs> sixteen millimeter barbershop. It's more of a documentary he, than a yeah, documentary yeah, of the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, it's didn't, really, know, didn't know you have like a top five. I don't, I don't know. It's, oh, got, top, it's got a top God two. Damn. End of the year, we should do like a top yeah, five, yeah. Top five <laughs> shorts. Well, I, was, I was trying to think, is it like, is it my favorite one I've seen? I was like, almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Really good. It's really good. It, it, I think what you said about the execution is just so single-minded and solid. Like how many shorts do we see where it can get a little bit like... Like the idea is good, but yeah. damn it, you just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Ideas can be really good, but the execution, which is what filmmaking is basically is yeah yeah, uh, yeah can really fall short whereas this was just like so singular and quite well cast i thought i it's, thought the metalhead guy I thought, was I thought it, yeah was great i thought it was done really well and it's and it's one of those things where without um for a while within i mean it's only four it's four minutes but for, for the first for a good part of it you it could go in a variety of different directions yeah. you're not sure what's going to come next yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, true it, there's yeah. like it could be oh is it is this like a certain if is this like post-apocalyptic? Is it? Yeah. You know, you, I will not, say as well, it's a good I, point. I yeah. watched it a second time and watching it with you guys when I'd seen it already, knowing what happens, it's kind of even funnier watching it. Not uh, yeah. funnier, but it's even... I mean, the subject matter is not funny at all, but <laughs> it's just... <laughs> but watching it at the start and knowing, but it, but it, knowing it what's be. he doing. But that's the thing, at, at the beginning of it, it, it could be funny. Like, well, I, what, I was what? laughing at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it gets your attention, doesn't it? Because you don't. Yeah. Why is he naked? Why is he in a field? Why is he singing the nursery rhyme? Yeah. Yeah, and then when the when the yeah when the tractor comes behind them, you're you're also like. I legit saw that, and I was like, "What's happening? These guys gonna whack him?" I thought. <laughs> I, I, that, I thought, thought that maybe like all the animals had died on a farm, and he was just he well, wit, or he killed them. There was cows in the background. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had a pretty late night last night. I, th- I thought. I thought he. I thought he maybe knew he'd done something bad. And he was going to get like kind of picked up or kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. So that's why he's just like I'm just. just going to sing, kidnapped. and then they were going to come and pick him. And he, that's why he wasn't running. Cause he I love these was, theories about what's happening. He was done. Yeah. These theories about the film, we we, we know just, what happens. We know what happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, this I, is what this is what we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Prior. Solid film though. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the the second one, which is Floor 9.5, directed by Toby Meekins, which I think won some short award at, at Canline 2018. Can't say it was... Um, it was fine. Like, the yeah, once again, was good. But mm. the way it was filmed for me just did not do it. Interesting, it, yeah. It felt video gamey. It, um, what is we should, Well, we should, yeah. Say, yeah, we should give the synopsis. A woman basically uh, takes a lift home uh, from work, gets in the lift because she's going home. <laughs> Presses to go down and gets stuck on floor 9.5. And when she comes out of the lift, there is a guy in front of her saying, uh, Help me. Help me. And the narrative unfolds from there. It's only two minutes long, um, two and a half minutes. Yeah. So, uh, well, I was just, I would, I will say, because I think I was the one out of all three of us that liked this the most, that I just loved the physical body movements between the two characters of yeah, how yeah. they kind of mirrored each other and how she became yeah. stuck. That little loop round was cool. No, I thought it was, um, it was a good short. I yeah. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> Not bad short by any stretch, but I'm just saying like the idea was, was great. I thought it was awesome. Mm. But then again, I was like, I have, I have way too many questions than they, they've been answered in the short. Yeah, I think it's one of those shorts where it's a really clever trick. But nothing's answered. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really ask a question, does it? It's well, just... it does. What the fuck's... Why is there 9.5 floors in... the fuck? <laughs> Why is there a dude stuck there? Okay, Who was the first one? I've, I, yeah. I've, I've got... A, yeah, okay, fine. But I've got an interesting thing. When we talk about shorts, especially ones like this, when they're like two minutes long and they've kind of got like a executional idea at the heart mm-hmm. of it, yeah. how much can you critique it? Why are they here? What are they the, doing? The like, yeah. Look, for me, this fil- uh, this short film felt like um, a snippet of a much gr- grander idea. Yeah. A bigger idea. 
Which is what a lot of good shorts are. It's yeah. I suppose I suppose this could could have been like a um, a teaser or whatever or a real, you know, for for yeah. maybe financiers to be like, oh, we've made this and this is what the story. Yeah, the story yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Um, once again, not not a bad short at all. Mm. Um, but I think I'm just being way too nitpicky with it. <laughs> I, re- I I hear my own voice and I'm like. Shut the fuck up. I guess. I guess I, I didn't. I didn't read into it too much. I just enjoyed the little loop. Yeah. That that, that comes from it. Just yeah. there. I'm a lo- sucker for a loop. A little loop scenario. Yeah. Which is. Uh, I mean, loops are pretty hard to do in two minutes, anyways. Um. But. Sorry, I, good point. I just like. I just like things closed ended, so like contained movies. But you are. You are right with nursery rhymes. It does actually close it off. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I don't know any English nursery rhymes, so I know that you, one. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know it now. had huh? a. I I couldn't Cow. I couldn't read it back to you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know how it goes, kind of. Yeah, that's it. Oh, is that it? McQueen's the first British director we've done. Is he really? Yeah. You sure? Feels like we've done that's someone weird. else. Nope. Yeah, we... you're right. You're right. So there's um, there's Don. There's yeah, him. there's there's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Gordon Peele, um, <laughs> Spielberg, yeah, uh, um, Cummings, Cummings, Jeune Femme. Mid nineties, Chazelle, Chazelle. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's the shit. first British director. I mean, not like we're we're looking out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the, th- the three Brits didn't re- almost didn't realize yeah, the yeah. whole pod. Yeah. yeah, no, I just noticed that and well done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, this is the end of this episode. We're off to go and couple of jars. Get a couple of jars. So I'll go along with that. I yeah, don't know what that is. Jars of beer, though, not uh, jars of like jam. Just jam. Just or... pint, pints of beer. Cum jar. This I know is taking a while. Fun I fact. Know. I know. All right. So uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Benas. Latest. It's goodbye from Louis. <laughs> Louis. I'm... Oh no! No, he's gone. Uh, goodbye from Sparrow. Goodbye. All right. See you on the next episode. Bye bye.